0: You're listening to Amazing Spider Man Chronicles, episode 67, featuring Amazing Spider Man number 211 and Uncanny X Men number 140 from September 1980. And welcome to the 67th episode of Amazing Spider Man Chronicles podcast. I am your host, Pat, aka mm-hmm. DJ Christatos. Mm-hmm. Amazing Spider Man Chronicles is a podcast that will journal the Amazing Spider Man comic book issues read chronologically by their release date, along with another comic from my comic book collection, either in digital, in a trade, or from the many lawn boxes stashed away in my basement. Each episode will provide short recaps and reviews and ratings of the issues for that release date. The goal is to keep me actively reading through my collection and having some fun along the way, talking about them with my friends and speaking about my friends. Joining me today for this episode is Jared Albrick, AKA Death Pro. Oh,
1: well, hello, Pat. Hello, hello. Oh, hello. Ah, uh, this week something interesting happened. Uh, my neighbor—he uh, put a small device that doesn't really do anything, to my knowledge—in my backyard. It's about the size of a grain of sand, and I just went to war with him over it. So, mm. seemed like the logical thing to do.
0: Yeah. Oh well, of course, as you would. Yeah.
1: Like, how dare you, you live, put yeah. this this almost unnoticeable sized device in my backyard that does nothing to bother me? Uh, so we fought, yeah. Mm-hmm. Rallied the troops, everything. It's
0: ongoing. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. I hope things will work out for you, and you know, eventually you will get the dispute taken care of. And we'll see. You know, yeah, we'll see. I went to the uh,
1: Prince Namor School of Leadership, by the way. Uh, um, yeah. That's related to that story.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and we think I'm like, what is he talking about? And then I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> he, yeah. I mean, he, he has a big kingdom, and it's like. Can we put this one thing here and it probably No! He has the entire ocean. <laughs> like you wouldn't look find that thing if you were looking for it. <laughs> it doesn't do any harm. But he doesn't want to look Mans is bored, okay?
0: <laughs> he doesn't need an excuse. He's gotta do what he's gotta do, so he's gotta protect his kingdom, and that's what he's doing. You know, can't blame him for that. Well, Let's go ahead and say hello to Delvin the Dark Web Williams. Hello, Delvin. How are you? Great, Pat. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I I have a story to tell. Uh I dated this girl once. Her name was Wendy.
2: Uh she was uh tall, you know, a little, little bit hairy, you know, uh possibly like to eat human flesh, but that's neither here nor there. She treated me very, very kindly. Uh and and for whatever reason, things didn't work out and she left me. So I guess the point of what I'm saying is Wendy calm when to go <laughs> oh. Oh. Mm. <laughs> ah, look, look, <laughs> just,
1: just I, I crafted I tried crafted a giant analogy and we're gonna give it to him for when to come when to go. That's what that's that's what we're doing here. This is who we are now.
2: <laughs> look, just, just know that I was constructing this joke for Bravo. probably like <laughs> I was like, how am I going to make Wendy go, Wendy go work? <laughs> and right as I was going to go get water, I was like, ah! <laughs> ah. <laughs> oh,
0: see, and I wasn't know where you were going with it, and, and oh. now it makes my comment that I wanted to say to you really not not work at all.
2: <laughs> ah, it's okay. I'm, I'm
1: sorry. I just I was, destroyed the show for that one to go. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of worth it, so whatever.
0: <laughs> I'm just going to ask this if... Wendy was leaving because she had to go, you know, work with her dad, but his dad, her dad makes really good sandwiches. That's true. Uh,
2: very very tasty. But but uh, mm-hmm. this Wendy was white-haired and, and not not uh, red
0: Not the red-haired. Okay. Okay. Yes. Even though where they're from didn't they make slushies, you know, with that. It's possible. I mean, they have plenty of ice up there. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Well, all right, well, Delvin, thank you for I guess you had us. Yeah, you you had me and then you reeled us in. I was like <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, when they come, when they come. <laughs> well, why don't we go ahead and get started? But before we do, we want to make sure that we let you guys know that you can always give us a call or leave us a voicemail for any comments that you want to tell us. If you l- like the show, go ahead and tell us. If you got a comment about what we've covered in the show or join us live too, as well. But if you want to leave us a comment, you can leave us a message at 707-532-5269. That's 707-532-L Box.
1: Pick up the phone.
0: That was my Stevie Nick's voice. Yeah. It, it sounded really good. I, I mean, you better it's really good when you lose your voice. You can you know. Mm, yeah. It's getting to sound like me, like, hey, baby. hey, Wendy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> you better
0: watch out. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Dangerous. <laughs> it is. All right. Now, before we get started with this episode's issues, let's take a quick podcast promo break, and we will be right back. Spider-Man and the Cupcake Caper.
2: Peter Parker is in Mary Jane Watson's apartment when suddenly he sees a familiar enemy.
0: MJ, you'll have to excuse
3: me for a minute.
1: Uh-uh. You have this thing, Tiger, and I hate it. Every time there's trouble, you disappear.
3: Relax, MJ. All I want to do is get some milk we have with these hostess cupcakes.
1: Sure, Peter. Anything to avoid reality. But at least this time, you left me with a really delicious snack. Devil's
0: food cake.
1: Chocolate. King Creamy filling.
0: I hate having Mary Jane think I'm a coward but there's no other way I can slip into my Spider-Man role. And only Spidey can handle Man Mountain Marco. Don't look now, Marco, but the mountain just became a molehill.
1: Webhead, we don't understand you, but we sure appreciate the help.
0: Thanks, guys. Meanwhile, I've got a quart of grade A to deliver. Sorry it took me so long, MJ, but I... um... Got a little bit uh, d- distracted, yeah.
1: Well, no sweat, Peter. The Hostess cupcakes you left me with
0: were a lot more rewarding to me than you ever been. Brother, if she only knew. You get a big delight in every bite of Hostess cupcakes. Welcome back from the break. Now let's get to the first featured comic for this episode. And it is Amazing Spider-Man number 211. Woo! The credits for this issue are provided by Mike's Amazing World of Comics website. Publisher was Marvel. It's got a cover date of December 1980, but its on sale date was September 9th, 1980. Cover price is 50 cents. Editor was Alan Milgram. Writer is Dennis J. O'Neill. And penciler, John Romita Jr., Inker goes to Jim Mooney and letterer is James R. Novak. This was reprinted in Essential Spider Man Volume 10 trade paperback. And you can also find it on Marvel Masterworks Volume 268, which featured Amazing Spider Man Volume 20. And it's also on Marvel Unlimited. So we hope you read along with us through either one of those ways and have fun with us. Cover credits go to. John Romita Jr. as a penciler, and Inker is the one, the only, Alan Milgram. And speaking about the cover, Jared, go ahead and give us a cover description. Sure thing, Pat.
1: The Marvel Comics group banner is red with white letters like a diver's flag. Spider-Man is swinging in the ocean blue corner box. The Amazing Spider-Man logo is yellow with red highlights like a seaside sunset. With the webs, um... I guess my theme ran out just then. The main action depicts Spidey standing on the smokestack of a large seagoing vessel, and he's getting straight up punched in the gills by a soaring through the sky Prince Namor as the Atlantean Prince proclaims, no one may attack the Submariner's underwater kingdom, not even you, Spider-Man. And that's about it
0: for my fishy cover description. I don't have anything to say. (laughs) I don't have any wish. Something, something will bubble up, Pat. Don't no, worry. I, uh, I guess I don't have any witty kind of, you know, fishy comment on that. But I, I'm still thinking about that Delvin Wendigo thing. <laughs> yeah, you know, sometimes. And some, sometimes bits come. Sometimes bits Wendigo.
2: Yeah, the fish thing you had the Wendigo thing. It wasn't on the same scale.
0: No. <laughs> oh. oh. Well, if you want more bits like this, folks, tune in. To the Lombok's Crusade. See what he it, it? comes boats. <laughs> it's, it's kind of a
2: joke in and it of itself. <laughs> these, these bits
0: and boats, they don't get better. No, that's, it's, <laughs> it's true. It's about the same quality throughout. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get some quick cover thoughts on this. And we will start with Delvin. What's your thoughts on the cover?
2: For some reason, this cover just strikes me. I like it. I like it a lot. You know, you got <laughs> Namor just like, it looks like he's coming in from the water, just whack. It's like knocking. The heck out of Spidey, you know Spidey in his history with smokestacks. Lucky, you know, like four four Spideys didn't pop out in <laughs> of attack and Namor. Knowing his history with the smokestacks. that's a good one. <laughs> Thank you. so are on fire today. <laughs> so I just I remember just seeing this cover, like, and sometimes you know I'm going searching for whatever issue we were talking about. Every time if I randomly saw that I'd look, it. it's like. Ooh, it just captured my attention so John Ramita with a beauty on that because you know you got Namor coming in at a rakish angle dare I say and Spidey being attacked and you got the proportioning of the smokestack and like the people below looking at the fight because who wouldn't look at a flying fish man hitting you know Spider-Man on top of a smokestack everyone would and then you got and there was still enough room for the logo and the webs so whew it's it is trending towards very very high uh, caliber territory for me. What about you, Jared?
1: I'm right there with you. You said everything I was thinking. You even included the words rakish angle, um, sexy erotic Namor. I think you said uh, it's, I, it's. I didn't say that. You. you oh. I, I just said Namor. Oh.
0: <laughs> I, I was thinking it though.
1: Okay. Yeah. Now you know what I want to be serious though. Uh, I, well, I mean, he is sexy, but. I think Namor is just a really cool character design, and it's ridiculously simple, but some of my favorite covers, like all-time covers, I've got Namor on them. Like, just something about him. He's a powerful, striking image. Like, that John Bushima cover, where he's just standing there, arms out, holding the trident. You know, we don't have to pull it up. You know what I'm talking about. It's one of my favorite of all times. The one where he's fighting Tiger Shark on the cover, I think that's another John Bushima. Like, just just the two of them going at each other. I love it, And, and it works here. I guess it's because he especially if you know the character he's sort of he's very overly aggressive so you just know something's about to go down and and here we see it going down like how you gonna fight spidey he's a nice guy right but it's namor so you know they'll they'll they'll, there'll be a reason he'll find a way (laughs) yeah he will and you know what back to our friend the color wheel red it's enhanced by green so those green trunks against spidey's red outfit like it just all comes together like one said rakish angle Action Pose, John Ramita, $10 Al Milgram, as some people call him. It's all together. And it's, it's just a book. You see that on the spinner rack. You're like, oh, I'm picking that up. So, yeah, I'm with Delvin all the way.
0: What about you, Pat? You know, you, got, you guys have said everything I was just thinking as well, too. And I think, you know, what makes Namor so interesting is that he's just a striking character, his design, you know, and he can pull up, you know, how can this guy just pull off this outfit? which really isn't there in an outfit. It's just this guy (laughs) in in some trunks, right? Trunks and bracelets. Yeah. Every time I wear that, people ask me to stop. (laughs) 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 He's that guy that's really fit and, you know, muscular and just like, he's a guy everybody wants to be like and look like. So I I think that's what just makes him so interesting. Um, His eyebrow game. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, he's got that, you know, he's got that straight, I got that good fl- flat top here like that, and it's just all perfectly. It's got to be something in the water, you know? Something why, just... why
2: do the wings work, too? The wings seem like
0: they should be corny,
2: but they work.
0: Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's just like, well, yeah. It's just That's why he flies. That's how he can fly now, you know?
1: <laughs> doesn't even <to> make sense. <laughs> no, it doesn't.
0: <laughs> it just does. So having that rakish angle going on, Spider-Man kind of falling like that back. And I think what's also really good about it is that, you know, Spider-Man's arm is up like that, but it's covering up the amazing Spider-Man logo as well too. So they, they kind of put that in there, gives you some depth. Yep. Definitely. Yeah. It makes the 3d effect almost. Yeah. This is a very interesting cover to look at since we've talked enough about the cover. Let's go ahead and get into the ratings on it. Here on Amazing Spider-Man Chronicles, we have a one through five rating system. Five as you loved it. It tickled your tummy feathers, or should I say ankle feathers? (laughs) (laughs) Nice touch, Pat. Thank you. Good one, Pat. Good one. Four, you really liked it. Three, liked it. Two, didn't like it. And one, you hated it. It ruffled your Little tummy feathers and your little ankle feathers, too. Mm. You got them all boned up and you couldn't do anything. It's like, you know, somebody put socks on you and you're like, oh, I can't do yeah. socks. Wow. Yeah. Mm.
1: Yeah. You see, like, like yeah, there's an oil it's, spill and you see the videos, of like the sad birds yeah, covered up. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you feel when you see that ankles,
0: <laughs> ankles all covered up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, now I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get clear that image out of my. Uh, don't be sad. It'll be, it'll be all right. Yeah. I'll clean them up with some Dawn. It'll get it all done. There you go. All right. Well, now let's find out how we want to rate this cover. So those watching, let us know what your thoughts are on the cover as well. What are you going to rate it? One through five? And we will start with Jared. I feel like I'm stealing
1: Delvin Thunder because of the enthusiasm that he brought in here. But you know what we say? A five is like, it's poster worthy. You hang it all. I'd hang this on the wall in a heartbeat. This is like Marvel Comics, 1980s. I love everything about it. I'm giving it a five. I absolutely Ooh. love it.
0: Wow. I love it. Delvin, are you with Jarrett on a five or are you going to go a little bit lower?
2: See, like the thing is, like nothing Jarrett said is wrong and like... I, I, I desperately want Musical Genius November here, because <laughs> I, I, I badly want to rate it a 4 or 5, but given given a choice, given that it captures my attention, and there have been a lot of amazing Spider-Man covers, and for whatever reason, as soon as I'm flipping through the Silver Ages, I see that, I kind of always stop and look at it. I think that alone is a
0: reason enough for me to give it a 5. It's 5. Ooh, it's a 5. You put me in a position. I'm like caught between... I'm between
1: yeah. two
0: lovers. One, two, three, four. Uh, yeah, boys, let's get it up. <laughs> <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> five, it it's a so five. Dark. Woo! One,
3: two, three, four,
0: five will make you get down. Yes, down yes, down. yes, yes. Woo!
3: Woo! We did I love it.
0: love it. I think, you know, this is one where I would want it on my wall because you have Namor and you have Spider-Man and you got some action on this one and it just... Looks really great to have hanging on your wall. Got a
2: smokestack. All you need is like, you know, dead body in the closet.
0: (laughs) Uh, Jason Akeen also agrees with us in the live chat. He has had a five as well. Great cover. All right. Well, now that we got the cover description and thoughts about out of the way, let's go ahead and get a story synopsis from Delvin. While attending a demonstration in radiology, high school student Peter Parker was bitten by a spider which had accidentally been exposed to radioactive rays. Through a miracle of science, Peter soon found that he had gained the spider's powers and had, in effect, become a human spider. A Spider-Man. Stanley presents The Amazing Spider-Man.
2: The title of this issue is The Spider and the Sea Scourge. Namor opens up the scene by ripping open a Navy thingamabob and warning the Wakandans inside to stay off my land. My bad. Not Wakandan. Sailors. Seamen, if you will. (laughs) Anyway, enter Peter Parker who can't get any sleep because his neighbor is up singing some Wakandan music. Made by Wakandans. Country. Country music. My bad. Oops. Since Pete can't sleep, he decides to go out for some swinging action. Remember the thread where Pete's girlfriend slash plot device Debbie Whitman mentions her uncle by the docks? Well, Pete does and breaks up a fight between dock workers and uncle of plot device. Uncle Whitman explains his crew doesn't want to go out to uh, play some device because they keep getting attacked and say, can Spidey help him out? Spidey is like, nope. Nope. <laughs> Meanwhile, Namor gets the okay from Atlanteans to attack planet Earth, again, and Spidey gets his motivation to help out Uncle Plot Device from Plot Device herself and Queen Mother Ramonda, Aunt May. I met Aunt May, and finally, the fight is on. Spidey, through the use of smarts, gets the better of Namor, and through the use of diplomacy, gets Namor to peacefully come up with a solution of where to place the thingamabobs instead of drowning Vernon Zana. That's the capital city of Wakanda. It has nothing to do with anything here. Wakanda forever. Back to you, Pat.
0: Thank you, Delvin. I was wondering uh, if something like that may have gotten woven in here uh, as at this time of this recording, uh, Wakanda forever has just come out. And if you haven't seen it, go see it.
3: I'm going to
0: go. I've seen it. it. I've seen it. Did you like it? Oh, yeah. Very good. Okay. I know Jared had not seen it. I was watching Airwolf the other day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah, definitely a good movie. And I uh, was it just really interesting timing that we're reading this and also that movie's coming out with Namor in it. So let me know what you think. All right. Well, now that we, the story synopsis is out of the way, let's go ahead and get into the brick or brack for this issue. Is it a first read or a reread? Jared. This was a first read for me, Delvin. Also a first read for me, Pat. It's a first read for me too.
2: Woo!
0: We <laughs> are on a roll.
2: Uh,
0: rainbow, uh, it's a rainbow. Oh,
2: Hang
1: on, I got to address something in the chat. Oh, it said the oh, better than Airwolf, and it, as, as far as you know, the movie is better than the tv show but that if we're comparing tv show to tv show Airwolf the tv show is better than the blue thunder the tv show welcome to chopper cast
0: chopper cast <laughs> hey there you go thunder oh you can oh you know tony we're there also you go add shows to the network thunder you can you can add thunder and then you guys you and jared review jared brings in Airwolf. you bring a blue thunder yeah i like it i two, like it two choppers enter <laughs> one, one chopper, chopper leaves <laughs> And then you know what? Ciscoid can make a letterbox of all the, you know, the episodes you guys compare <laughs> together. So it'd be very cool. Woohoo. I see some rainbows in the chat. Awesome. Thank you for those rainbow love out there in the chat. I like this. Yes, see indeed. <laughs> the reading
1: rainbow.
0: <laughs> I think it was Alban Evers mentioned earlier in the chat that, uh, you know, it's a LBC bingo and we've hit a few of those already. So.
1: <laughs> he made a good comment in the chat too. He said, "I hope Namor's as calm and rational in the movie as he is in the comics." <laughs> Which makes me wonder like, if he's not—if he's not looking to fight every four minutes of the movie, I'm going to call it BS. <laughs>
0: it's like well, I'm on well,
2: I'm, well, I'm Condon. What? Well, what? Well, I just I don't, I don't care know. where you're from. If you're not from under the ocean. We are fighting. <laughs> I like your wings. You like these hands? <laughs>
0: All right, well, let's go ahead and get to some high lows or what thus for this issue. And I'm going to st- start with Jared. You got a high, low or what the? Well,
1: man, you think I've been more prepared. It's a great issue. So I'll focus on, on the, in on the simple. We mentioned last time how it felt like we're getting on track with a consistent art team mm-hmm. with Ramita and Milgram. Man, they are a good duo. I don't think we've seen a duo this good since like uh, Ross Andrew. Mm. And it's been a while. Help me out, <laughs> yeah. Esposito, yeah, oh wonderful. my god! <laughs> I
0: was wondering. See, that's the center. That's the center of the <laughs> whole bingo box. Sorry, <laughs> <we're>, Forgive us.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I'm serious. This this is looking as good as that did. Now, can they get the numbers and consistency? I, you know, I don't remember how long this run goes, uh, but so far it's welcome and it's nice. No slight on pencilers that have been in between. They've all done, you know, uh, yeah. good They're work. The they torch along through. They've given us some good story arcs, but this is a really good looking, consistent crew. So that's going to be my high and round level.
0: I'm definitely going to agree with you on that. The artwork in here was very nice to look at and helped read this thing. Kind of went through a lot breezier than what I was expecting it to be. It was really nicely done. And, For me, the action in this one, it was in and out, I would say, evenly dispersed through here with some of the action that happened in here. And I really liked it, especially with Namor, because just having him come in and and do some stuff. I think this is the first time that as far as we've recorded our chronicling of this, so to say, we haven't had a Namor show up yet. Yeah,
2: I mean, I've been picking up a lot of back issues of Amazing Spidey. And I don't remember seeing Namor on any covers of Spidey before issue 211. So mm. okay. this might be a first, which it, it probably was one of those where people looked around and was like, Spidey and Namor ever been in a comic book? It's like Spidey's been in a comic book with everybody. Yeah, How's he not been in a Namor? All right, yep, work it up. That Maybe.
1: may be part of why I gave it such a high score. It's like, yeah. it feels like a rarity,
0: you know? Yeah.
2: Like, like a really good rarity.
0: Definitely agree. Delvin, you got a high, low, or what? Uh.
2: I'm going to go with a very quick, what the, like, do either of you guys have, like, the issue itself?
0: Nobody do not. show up. I have the, I had, remember, I got the whole CD collection.
2: Yeah, but Please. both rarities and CDs nuts. But, yes, uh, um, I, I the reason why I bring it up is I was looking, and I'm glad that Mike's Amazing World had it, because if you look through the book and flip through the pages, there's no cover credits.
1: I, there's no credits of any kind. There's no credits of any kind. Yeah, I read book. it on
2: on unlimited, and yeah, same. same. Yeah, I was wondering, <laughs> did, did they did they fix it? Because I was like, how, especially nope. such <laughs> a, a a very good book that was well drawn and stuff, and and the editor just let that some gun go without any like credits of anything whatsoever. Craziness. So yeah, that gets my first what the. Like yeah, you, I did yeah. notice that too. That was weird. Yeah, I there are not many times I've ever read a comic book where I've seen that before. So that was something.
0: All right. Well, I think I've said by high in there as well too. So let's go ahead and do another round of a high low or what? The, and we'll go back to Jarrett for round number two.
1: I feel like since I complimented the art, I want to compliment the writing a little bit. You know, uh, Denny's been on the book for a little while, and I think we commented earlier about, especially we got like silly Spidey how. It didn't quite feel like he had a grasp, like you know. I'm not trying to say anything negative about, it. like, like he just got into the Spidey world. is kind of figuring out how I want to use this guy, and I thought he <laughs> had some really good humor in there in this one that we'll see in the silly Spidey segment. I'm quite certain. As the art team is coming together, it feels like um, Denny is really getting his feet wet, <laughs> 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 and 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 really getting a hold of Peter. I love the scene with him and Aunt May. That felt really good. It just—I think it's all coming
0: together. I agree too um, with the story that was woven in here. Just adding on again the other building of little stories that are happening and the callback again to oh, we find out that you know her uncle he wanted something or she wanted Peter to at least help him, and but he blew it off, and then finally we find out what's happening. And now Peter's kind of stuck in a rock and a hard place on this one a little bit. And so he has to go and help the uncle out when I'm like, man, how is he going to, is Peter going to try to, you know, Spider-Man going to try to do everything on this boat with just the
1: guy. (laughs) Ahoy there, Ivy (laughs) Spider-Man.
0: I'm like, I don't know if that would really work out, but maybe he's (laughs) got some skills, but he's strong enough to move everything. But I thought that was Interesting. To do it was a interesting plot point, but there were some other things going on here as well for some other story plots that were happening. And and I like that. So we got to see this. And maybe down a issue or two down the road we'll see some of the other stuff turn up here. You know, like is Aunt May gonna continue being that recreational head of the recreations for the old folks on that show. Yeah, that's that, that spins show. off into you know? a six issue mini Yeah. You know.
1: <laughs> Aunt May the Shuffleboardians, Boardians. I think is what it's
0: called. <laughs> it's funny. I like that
1: part. <laughs> you know, I would really want to make a comment though about what you said. It was it was nice that Denny revisited that plot thread of the uncle because we all were a little thrown off by that in that issue because she was like, maybe you could check in on my uncle. And he was like, that sounds like a you problem, baby doll. <laughs> <laughs> we we're like, that is so not yeah. Peter Parker to do that. That was <laughs> so I'm kind of glad we doubled back because that felt weird back when he did that.
0: It did. Dylan, you got a high lower what the
2: like are, are are you are you are you looking at my shirt right now? Yes, I am. I was not listening to anything that you were saying about your uncle Debbie. I am sorry. That, that's not <laughs> <laughs> that, that's not appropriate. Yeah. um, I like Spidey's whole plan of attack and how he approached Namor. Like he, had, he kind of said, it's like, I, I've never faced this guy before. I've, I've kind of heard some things about him, but mm-hmm. I don't know. And kid, like from the whole duping him to following him into the smokestack that started drying Namor out and then keeping him off of the ocean. It's similar to the look co- up the come out the play that Jared and I did where Namorita got completely like walloped by Sea Urchin because she made the mistake of flying out there and she was all angry and ticked off and hadn't touched water in some time. And he flash fried her, like, and like completely took away all of her moisture and she was very weak. And a very similar thing happened here to where Spidey thinned him out and then, like, he tried to get away. He webbed up the, his the wings and got him to the ground. And Instead of like you know just trying to beat him up, I was like, "Look, dude, can we talk?" Get like, like what? Like, why are you so mad, dude? <laughs> and to Namor's credit, you know, Namor's like, "Well, this is why I'm mad." And like, all you guys had to do was move the thing on Bob from here to here, and it's smarter anyway. And Spider's like, "Okay." And Namor was like, "Okay." And then they were okay. like, "Okay." And then at <laughs> point was like, "Okay." <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was I was very impressed with that because it wasn't just your standard beat em up. It was like Spidey using his big old brain to actually to figure out how to not get hurt but not, you know, make sure that Namor wasn't, you know, completely left out, you know, in the cold either and that everyone was safe. I like that to me is quintessential Spidey. It was it was really really
0: good. What I also like and we with that as we talk about you know spider-man trying to figure things out he's also got to figure this out in a more smaller environment right it's just him on the ship and he would and he he spoke to that too he's like this is not my element i'm yeah i like having
2: the buildings and like and i can use my agility and everything and like to continue to have like a you know, different angles of attack because that is kind of where he was at his best. So that was even more of a reason for him to use his brain instead of his brawn.
0: Exactly. Yeah. It was nice to see that happening here with that one. And just to see him kind of go toe to toe with Namor. Namor was really, you know, he's a strong dude.
2: Namor is not Hulk level strength, but yeah. he, he, I mean, he, he can wall. he can give Hulk a wallop. And if he's in the water, He could really give Hulk a wallop. So, like, it was, Spidey was punching above his power class with Namor. Um, And I think it was very intelligently handled uh, as to how Spidey was able to get him uh, down to size, so to Mm
0: -hmm. speak. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go and see. Do you guys have any more highs or lows or what does to go around on this issue?
2: I guess it's worth mentioning that i i like the aunt may plot point like mm-hmm. they they made it a point you know where pete didn't really have any reason to help this dude he really didn't that's why he's kind of like sorry bro not my monkeys not my circus <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just leaves but at the same time like when aunt may like he wouldn't visit aunt may and aunt may was like yeah i may not be up to speed but i'm really the only one who could do this and so like and sure enough oh my goodness Like I sent you guys a picture of this. This was like a recent issue of Amazing Spider-Man, and somebody was asking like Spider-Man about like what's his motivation. He's like, and he says very simply, "I can, so I do." And it's like, oh, and like, first of all, that's awesome on the surface, but then you look back seven hundred issues ago of Amazing Spider-Man, and it's still talking about the same stuff, and that's why I love my dude so much. Because, like, he has been on the same type heroic stuff, like, the same way for, like, 40, 60 years at this point, And it's awesome.
0: Yeah, definitely. Very cool to to have that history and go on like that. Hey, have you guys read a lot of Namor? Have you Jared got any of the me. single issues? At, yeah, I've, well, I've recently
1: kind of gotten into the 90s series that John Byrne did. Okay, it's really quite good. Uh, but that's that's mainly my name or experience is probably, let's say, a dozen issues of that because I've, I've gotten into it over the last couple of years. Uh, I'm trying to get a full run of it and then I'm going to give it a real solid read through. But, yeah, okay. I, I got to say it's it's good. I just like the character, especially when he gets a little more developed like that, where he becomes yeah. a, little, a little I mean, he's still like a little bit hot headed, but uh, but also more um grounded. King- kingly. Is that a word? <laughs> um, what I word? Could- like I said kingly, like, act, oh, there's a word okay. for it. Regal, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, something like yeah. that. He, you know, a little more mature, a little more mm. thoughtful, as we saw him in New Warriors when he was coaching up his cousin in the, in the come out to play episode. All
0: right. Well, that does make sense. You know, this being earlier on, and then New Warriors comes a little bit later, so his probably attitude, his vision, or his focus has definitely changed by then.
1: Yeah, when you see him in New Wars, it's definitely under the influence of that John Byrne era, where they matured him a little bit and made him more of a businessman and more of a diplomat.
2: Mm -hmm. Auburn Elvis comes in with some uh, knowledge about uh, the role-playing game that we played, said Spider-Man is definitely punching above his weight class here. Namor has a monstrous strength, which is on par with The Thing, and Amazing Endurance, which is one level above Spider-Man's in the game. And so I was kind of close to what I was saying there. I didn't mm-hmm. say, I was like, he's close to the Hulk because Thing and the Hulk have fought countless times. And one of the things that makes that such a compelling battle is that Thing knows that he is overpowered by the Hulk and is like, got to fight you anyway because ain't nobody else here to fight you. So I'm going to fight you, which makes the Thing such a noble uh, character in, its, in himself. So.
1: Yeah, I'm going to spin off of that too, but off of my love for the role-playing game now Albert Elvis got me spun up. Now that we're talking about Thing and Hulk, uh, the Thing is one strength class down from the Hulk. But I think, and Albert Elvis can correct me, I think he has one level of fighting prowess better than the Hulk. Like he has better fighting technique. And so that's oh. kind of how he can stay in it. Like he's got wrestling moves and stuff like that, where the Hulk is just all. He's just all. Burr. Yeah. yeah just, uh, and just so I always room. thought that was. They really put a lot of thought in that role playing game, and that makes sense to me. If my memory is correct, I bet Albert Elvis. Knows off the top of his head whether my memory is correct or that not.
0: That does make sense. What you're saying, I, I could definitely see that. How that would be just his his probably intellect level two are probably yeah, different. Yeah, he's
1: probably uh, especially when
0: he's Hulk mode. Uh, yeah. Thing
1: is probably smarter. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's go ahead and get into the silly Spidey moments for this issue, and we'll go to Delvin. Do you have a silly Spidey?
2: For whatever reason, like uh, at the start of the book, like you know, he rips the hole apart or whatever, and like on like page two or whatever, I don't know what what was up with the black guy, but he's sitting there looking up all wet. It's like, why did he look so freaking beautiful? (laughs) He was really well drawn. I noticed that too. His eyes were just haunting, like. Why did, he, why did he attack me? I'm such a beautiful soul. It's like I don't I don't know. Your hair is so tight. <laughs> but like the other thing that was kind of uh, the silly spotty for me was like Pete says something like, you know, like normally I don't interfere in other people's business. It's like, yeah, you do.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, when he's looking for something to do.
2: Like, how many books? Like, we've covered. Like about 60 plus books now for Amazing Spidey Chronicles. How many books started with Pete jumping into the business that wasn't his? Like, all sometimes of them? literally <laughs> through a window. <laughs> oh, You're yeah. like, I, I was born, I was just peeking through your window. And it, it, oh, hey, it was the Mysterio. <laughs> what? <laughs> so it was funny how he, he kind of played that card, like, oh, I don't want to jump in anybody's business. It's like, that's all you do, Pete. I love you, but. <laughs> That's yeah, another thing. sign that denny is just
1: learning this character
0: yeah. yeah yeah definitely jared what's your silly spidey moment
1: uh first of all i want to thank albert ellis for backing up my memory in the chat I, my memory on that was correct <laughs> but uh my silly spidey moment is got to be i bet we picked the same one pat when he tried to leave the house and yeah, in orange yeah. or pinstripe
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs>
2: It then went back inside to change. It was just a good little sight gag. Yeah, that was. Fu- it was funny, Wait, it, we it, and it worked too because he was tired. He even said it. I'm. Yeah. Just, I, I'm I just got to get out of house, and yeah, that was funny.
1: <laughs> and what really state- sells it too is the is the way they did the art. Like, they got him in Spidey. I'm about to launch cool pose, but he's wearing the orange pants. Yeah. And yeah. then they used kind of the same pose the next panel, and he's just looking down, like, oh, oh. zooms back in. So it's like, it was just
0: really well executed. What's funny, though, and, and it got me thinking when I saw that page, I'm like, okay, this is going to be my silly Spidey, but what's even funnier is, is like, so is those just like Spidey socks?
1: Yeah, we had that debate. Remember when you we know, was wearing just, the robe that one time?
0: Yeah. <laughs> and his friends is-
1: came over.
0: <laughs> Yeah. Does he have, are, are, is there like, like, is his leggings or I don't know what do you want to, you know, I'm not a superhero, so I don't wear these kind of equipment. So I don't know what you, what you would call them, but, you know, did he just keep the Spidey socks on or did he actually have the Spidey, you know, pants on underneath it? That I got to think they're Spidey socks. I think between this and the time he was in that robe, they're socks, like, I think like leg warmers, there. you know, you know, does he have like Spidey leg warmers, leg warmers. <laughs> you know? <laughs> For the for the colder winter in time. that when got, he goes know. to size. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was mine too, that silly Spidey moment. There was some, not a lot of quippy, quippy stuff in this one. So it was hard to really pick uh, something else out here. You know, he didn't even use, you know, the typical words that I would, you know, my trigger words that I would like to see. But I like that one. Good sight gag. I like. And it. they
1: did keep that one gag. Once he got hit with that brine, like how he was it, like itchy throughout. Oh yeah, yeah. So you know that was kind of fun too. But yeah, the the pinstripe pants is the winner. <laughs> and according to Auburn Elvis in the chat, uh, it, they are socks. Ah, okay. Um, socks without it, the pants. That
0: is documented that it, there is a a seam there. I suppose. <laughs> that is definitely good to know. You know, it's always good to you know know your superhero's wardrobe. And how you it know, operates. yeah. I
1: mean, in New York when it gets real hot in the summertime, you know,
0: yeah. you're gonna you're gonna want those options. You wanna, you know, peel you're gonna off really, the yeah. socks and yeah, you cool it down a little. You want that breathable to go mm-hmm. through, but also you want some of that to protect you too. So it's, oh man, you know that that brine that what did he smell like? Didn't anybody smell that brine on him? <laughs> Like I can, all I can think is like he smells like pickles or something. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> or
2: like, like, like maybe, cod. maybe yeah. He, I, he washed it off or tried to. We um, probably could get the smell off, but I guess he couldn't get the, the itchiness. I didn't know that brine was itchy, but then again, I've never been covered in brine. So. I learned that. I just always thought it was like heavy salt water, but I. Oh
0: yeah,
1: yeah. I suppose.
0: I, yeah.
2: Right, you brine a Thanksgiving turkey.
1: I have brined a turkey before. It was pretty good. Uh, Siskoid mentions in the chat, is it pinstripe pants or are they corduroys? Ooh. That's a great question because this is the early 80s, so I think he's right. Odds <laughs> are they're probably
0: corduroys. I'm going with corduroys, too, just because I want to hear that.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. Swing it swinging through the city?
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Spider-Man, we knew you were coming. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we heard you two your, <laughs> your legs have to be burning up right now. They are. They are. Right? <laughs> I lost 400
0: calories just in those two blocks. And then every metal thing I touch, I get these shocks on. I, oh, man. <laughs> oh, that is a good one. Good one, Siskoi. Good one. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get to the ratings on this issue. Again, as a reminder, it's a one through five rating is five. You loved it. It tickled your ankle feathers. Four, you really liked it. Three, liked it. Two, didn't like it. And one, you hated it. It pinched and covered up your ankle feathers. Uh, the web blew it that. all
2: up in them and everything. Yeah.
0: How yeah. sticky. Blah. I don't like it. Delvin.
2: I give it a four. It was very good. And... I'm happy that we are out of that rough patch of Spidey where it felt like it was a little bit directionless and they were kind of getting over that amazing Spidey 200 hangover. Mm -hmm. And I'm surprised that Jared didn't mention it, but like, I mean, it's very pleasant, right? That you got a cover and the insides that's drawn by the same person. Like, because you couldn't get that with Keith Pollard. Keith was like, you're either going to get the covers or you're going to get like, finishes like, you know, so it was, it's cool. We're seeing a consistent art direction uh, from Spidey and a consistent story direction and don't know where it's headed yet. Don't know like um, where it's trending at this point, but this was a good standalone story, even if it doesn't build on anything else. So very impressed. It's a four.
0: Nice. Jared, are you going to match him? Go higher or go lower?
1: I am going to match him. It's for for me as well. You know, it wasn't a huge reveal of the hobgoblin or anything like that, but it was fun. It was entertaining. Like you mentioned, it was breezy. Mm -hmm. I got to give a shout out to somebody in the chat. And I want to say it was Tony Pennington. This was way back earlier in the episode who made a joke about how, um, Peter probably smelled like that cologne that Kramer invented.
2: (laughs) I saw it; that was very funny. (laughs) Because
1: I saw Cisco mention the chat. He smells like he came home from the beach. I was like, somebody earlier in the chat today made that Seinfeld joke, and I I want to give credit. Know what he (laughs) smells
0: like? Know what he smells like? Night's fire.
2: (laughs) Midnight's
1: fire. fire. Yes. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I'm gonna give it a four. I got derailed there in the chat, but the chat is so much fun today.
0: You guys are awesome. But Yeah. yeah. All right, well, let me tell you this, guys. Boom, boom, akalaka, boom 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 boom, fo- right, boom, 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 boom. Open the door, get on the phone. We're gonna rate this issue up. Love it. Boom, boom, I got to get into that one. Pat
2: was like, you know what? I'm taking this all home. You don't have to help me. I got this one. I got this one.
0: Oh, I, I thought we were doing our own sound effects this time around, weren't we? Jazz it up in in the post Alright, well, with that We can get into our newest segment Ooh. Brought to you by A Crusader Club member himself And he's in the chat It's called Karma Count With Albert and Elvis On Amazing Spider-Man 211
3: I guess I'm your karma And I
1: love it I can't get enough of it There's nothing above it
3: Hi, Crusaders. This is fan of the show, Auburn Elvis. And from time to time on the Longbox Shows, the question of can these superheroes improve their strength by working out comes up. Well, according to the 1984 Marvel superhero role-playing game, they can. But it ain't easy. In the game, heroes gain and lose karma points for how heroic their actions are in the game. Karma can be saved up over time and spent to improve a hero's ability score. Improving the ability costs 10 times its current score, so if Spider-Man wanted to improve his strength of 40 to a 41, it would cost him 400 karma points. And to give you an idea of how long it would take Spider-Man to earn that much karma, here's how much karma his actions in this issue would be worth. In Amazing Spider-Man 211, Peter has a humorous scene as he decides to go out for some late-night web-slinging. Now good role-playing is encouraged in the game, so we're going to give him 10 karma for the music and the whole pajama pants thing. Later, at the docks, Spider-Man gains 30 karma for stopping the crew's assault on Captain Whitman, he loses 5 karma for some minor property destruction, and he gains 5 more karma since this whole encounter fulfills a commitment that he made after he disappointed Deb two issues ago. Later, Peter gains five karma for the nice visit with Aunt May and five more karma for showing up to help Captain Whitman once again. The issue ends with a tough battle against Namor. Spidey loses five karma for some damage to the ship, and while he doesn't technically defeat the Submariner, he does end the fight by reasoning with him. So we're going to give Spidey 35 karma for this, which is halfway between what he'd get for beating Namor outright and getting defeated by him. So counting everything up, Spider-Man earns a total of 80 karma in this issue. That's not too bad. And if he were to do this kind of thing four more times, he'd have enough karma to improve his strength from a 40 to a 41. I'm Auburn Elvis. Thank you very much for listening to this karma count. Now play us out, Joe November. I guess I'm your karma. And I love it. I can't get enough of it. There's nothing above it.
0: Oh, yeah. What a fun new segment added on here to Amazing Spider-Man Chronicles. Thank you, Elburn Elvis, for doing that. Uh, very and Joe well. November, that beat was dope. <laughs> I don't want to hear more of that beat. I just want to, that beat is just slamming. I, I like it. are fresh. Snap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, when I was thinking of too, as Elburn Elvis was going through there with the karma count, so he said uh, Spidey would get 80 caramel counts. I'm going to call them caramel counts. So that means I can eat, you know, pieces of oh, caramel, eight pieces no. of caramel you know, for every man. 10 that man, are. You,
2: you got the BDs, bro. You don't, <laughs> oh, you don't need man. 80 pieces of caramel.
0: Why not? If Spidey can do it, then I can have
2: some caramel. <laughs> two,
0: or, two or three, and uh, you got to go do some
2: exercise. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I guess I'll try. We'll see. We'll see. Thank you very much again, Alburn Elvis, for that New segment. We appreciate Yeah, I'm glad it. we got to
1: uh, play here for the people who who joined us. Get a little free yeah. teaser, you know? Teaser. And
0: <laughs> Albert Elvis did a great job. All right. Well, that's going to bring us to the end of this part of the show. You got a comment or a question? Send us an email at contact at longboxcrusade.com or make a comment on the Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook pages. You can also leave us a voice message that we will play later on in the show, you can leave that voice message at 707-532-5269. Now that's 707 532 box.
2: Pick up the phone.
0: We'll be right back. <laughs> Aquaman and Firestorm
3: Fighting crime together their hair they stand for truth and justice and see a land in there aquaman and firestorm they make a super pair the fire and water podcast celebrating aquaman
1: king of the seven seas and firestorm the nuclear man available at fire and water
3: podcast aquaman shrine firestorm fan and on itunes and stitcher
1: I'm one of your hosts, the Irredeemable Shag, here to talk about Firestorm. Along with me is my co-host Rob Kelly, here to talk about some guy that talks to fish.
3: Really? You're going to pull this crap during the promo?
1: It's bad enough I have to put up with your shenanigans every...
0: Welcome back from the break. Now let's get to the second featured comic for this episode, which is determined by our Crusader Club members. Club members get to vote on this segment using the online poll only available on the Longbox Crusade page at patreon.com. As always, we want to thank our Crusader Club members for voting to help determine the programming for this show. If you want to get in on this voting action and all the other amazing benefits of being a Crusaders Club member, just head on over to patreon.com and search for Longbox Crusade. There you can join us for as little as $1 per month and help determine what each episode's second feature will be for Amazing Spider-Man Chronicles. For this episode, the Crusader Club members selected Uncanny X-Men number 140. The credits for this issue are again provided by Mike's Amazing World of Comics website. Publisher was Marvel. It's got a cover date of December 1980. Its on-sale date was September 16th, 1980. Cover price is 50 cents. Editor is Louise Simonson. Writer is Chris S. S. Claremont. Esquire! Penciler and plotter goes to John L. Byrne. Inker Terry Austin. Letterer is Tom Orjikowski. And the Color Me Bad colorist is Glennis Ween. Woo, we are hitting it all today. Yeah, that's Whoa. definitely on the bingo sheet. Yeah, put that down. This is reprinted in a lot of different issues. I'm just going to quickly say them here. X Men Classic Number 46, Essential X Men Volume 2, X Men Days of Future Past, Marvel Masterworks Volume 40 of the Uncanny X Men Volume 5, Wolverine First Class to Russia with Love. Ooh, interesting. Marvel Masterworks Uncanny X Men Volume 5 and the Uncanny X-Men Omnibus Volume 2. And it's also on Marvel Unlimited. Cover credits for this go to penciler John L. Byrne and inker Terry Austin. And speaking about the cover, Jared, give us a cover description.
1: All right, I will. The Marvel Comics Group banner is red with black letters. Orange corner box contains the heads of Wolverine, Colossus, Storm, Kitty Pride, Nightcrawler, and Angel. The uncanny X-Men logo is yellow with blue highlights, and the main action is the Windy Go going wild. He's smacking Wolverine into a tree as he terrorizes one of the Arquette sisters as she tries to protect her baby. The background <laughs> is littered with unconscious bodies like Nightcrawler, Maple Syrup Man, and Shelly Long. I'm not good with Alpha Flight members. And a text It's box okay. <laughs> You're,
2: it's okay. You're all right.
1: <laughs> and a text box reads Fist to Fist. With the savage fury of the Wendigo. And I was going to take the, the spin on the word fist to be my theme through this. So I Googled a, a lot about fists and. Uh, mm,
2: probably not a good uh, idea. Advice, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Back to you, Pat. <laughs> You're on mute, by the way.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, well, you know, sometimes these bits, when they come, sometimes they go. <laughs> True words have never been spoken pat yeah, definitely all right well let's get some quick cover thoughts on this and delvin what's your thoughts on the cover
2: man john byrne can draw just a lovely wendigo like i mean i would never want to see the wendigo in person ooh. because of oh no and but i mean it's an action-packed cover for sure i mean wolverine is getting i mean he's going through it and like you know Random Arquette sister, as <laughs> Jared put it, is going through it. And like you got Snowbird and Mr. Maple sir. Okay, it's Vindicator. And Night <laughs> the, 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 <laughs> I almost said Night Thrasher and Night Crawler. Like all of them are out. And I mean, and that's showing you what a threat Wendigo is. It's action-packed. It's a fun cover, and it definitely shows you that it looks like the X-Men or anyone who is associated with the X-Men are in trouble. So I, I do like the cover very much. Uh, Pat, what do you think?
0: Well, Delvin, I'm glad you asked. I think uh, I'm going to agree with you on this cover. Uh, Very action-oriented, and let me just see if I can do this correctly. So everybody can see it that is watching along with us. Uh, Here's the cover. I like just the action again with this. You got that Wendigo with a slash. I really like the way Wolverine is getting just kind of thrown around by the Wendigo there. Again, and then if you look on it, too, his arm, just like the Spider-Man, is covering up the X-Men. Ah, very very good catch. Good catch. Jert, what's your thoughts on the cover?
1: Man, this cover is energy. It's got so much energy. You, you Burn and Austin. And I want to brag on my boy Austin for a second, you know, propping up the anchor. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I don't know if, if Byrne drew it out this way, but I really like how he does the heavy blacks under like when windigo's chin uh, on his leg uh the sh- the shadow work is just really really good especially when you have a character that's like white like the windigo right so you know your shadows and your shades are going to pop even more uh so i i like the real kind of cool and subtle way they put their names carved into the rock
0: <laughs> on yeah, the cover. that's very cool
1: uh th- the cover just has energy and we and sometimes we talk about having a a cool villain On your cover, we kind of had that with Spidey on this episode. I mean, Namor's not really a villain, but they were at odds. Um, So this is just really showcasing a villain, and I really dig it. And this one means a lot to me as well, because on one of the very first episodes of a podcast I used to do on White Rocket, called Comics with Normies, I featured this issue. My friend Clint was on that episode. And the comic I had had no cover. It was a coverless issue that I picked up somewhere, and Clint was like, oh, I want to do this one for Comics with Normie, so we did it. Uh, so I never knew what the cover looked like <laughs> until we did this. But you know what? Spoiler alert, the opening splash page is
0: freaking awesome, too. But anyway, we'll get to it. Wow, that is very interesting that I this was one that you covered with Clint. Wow. Yeah, on Comics with Normies, I did this one a couple of years ago. Now that you think about it, I do remember the conversation, at least uh, having no cover on it. With the cover talk out of the way, let's go ahead and get into some cover ratings. Again, it's a reminder, this is a one through five rating system we use here. And five, is you loved it, it gave you a ring to swing from. Four, you really liked it. Three, liked it. Two, didn't like it. And one, you hated it. It turned you into a baby. <laughs> Yeah. we'll go to Delvin one through five on this cover. think either baby or baby gangster. I'm not sure.
2: Um, <laughs> I mean, I already see the prep going into uh, the uh, chat there and Auburn Elvis, for whatever reason. I mean, I caught the comment that he made about Spidey, you know, like where he was cynically, you know, mentioning about like, I like their covers better before. And then he says, that's an amazing cover. I don't care. If there are other fives out there. Delvin, this one is a straight up five. It's a four to me. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it's a great cover. It is, but I, I, it. I'm at that. I'm I'm kind of at the same level. Like it was. A, it's a four or five, and on this one, I'm I'm bringing it to a four, only because it understand it's John Byrne, and he, yeah. he's a he's amazing. He is so amazing that like if I had to stack this among his one of his more memorable covers, you could probably take any random five of his covers and say, yeah, (laughs) here these. I picked these out of a grab bag and these are like five of his greatest covers and you wouldn't be wrong. If you pick this one, you wouldn't be wrong. But for me, it's like it's second tier to John Byrne. Five for any other artist, four for John Byrne.
0: It's a four for me. It's a strong four for you is what you're saying.
2: It is. It's a strong <laughs> Super strong, like flexing.
0: Okay. Yes. Yeah.
1: Jared. I'm it in the chat. Albert Elvis said, I'm calling you out, David. And then he said, dang it, Delvin, because Google Voice didn't recognize the word Delvin. <laughs> and then Kathy responded, David probably gave it a five. <laughs> oh, you guys are cracking me up in the chat. All right, Pat, let me get back to the show. <laughs> man, this is a tough one, man. I'm going to go with a 4.5. What about you, Pat?
2: No, mm-mm, no, I'm there right to you. <laughs> no, no, oh, no, no, no hold on, hold on, hold What, what, Delvin? What LBC bylaw 1.876 dash subsection B says that Jared can't have it at a four or five. Only general
0: November can do that. Oh, uh. Uh. <laughs> I know it's a tough one.
1: I don't know. Maybe it's because I got a really good nap before this episode. I'm giving it a five. I, I think Ooh. it's here's why. Wendigo is a cool looking character. And again, I have never seen this cover because I did my last episode when I covered this one was coverless. So to me, like the best Wendigo I've ever seen was Todd McFarlane drawing him in like those first oh, five or six was, issues yep. of Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Yep, and yep. I, I was like, this is better or at least as good as that. It's just captivating. Long story short, this might be the best Wendigo drawing I've ever seen, so I've got to give it
0: a five. I understood. You know, when I was reading through this and looking at it, too, I'm like, I remember the McFarlane run, the issues that he had with just adjectiveless Spider-Man was really awesome and good, but you are right. This is, you know, this is a front on Wendigo just kind of staring at you, and with the the, the nails and the evil eyes and all that. I'm, I'm going to be with you, too. It's a five. I'll, I'll give it to that. This would be something that would be really cool to have hanging on my wall. Yeah, I think we were probably
1: all at 4.5 and just had to pick which way we were going to mm-hmm. lean on this one. And I don't Double, Good for Double you TV sticking either. to your guns.
0: All right. Well, with the cover out of the way, let's go ahead and get into a story synopsis. And it is brought to you by Jason Read to you by Delvin. Cyclops, Storm, Banshee, Nightcrawler, Wolverine, Colossus, Children of the Atom, Students of Charles Xavier, Mutants, Feared and hated by the world they have sworn to protect, These are the strangest heroes of all. These are the X-Men. Stanley presents the Uncanny X-Men.
2: of this book was Rage. Picking up where we left off last issue, Nightcrawler is in a desperate battle with Wendigo. Using his amazing agility, the acrobatic X-Men is barely able to stay one step ahead of the beast. Eventually, however, Nightcrawler's luck gives out and he finds himself caught in a vice-like grip of the rampaging creature. With frantic effort, Kurt manages to teleport free, but he hardly has time to catch his breath when the creature is upon him again. With a savage punch, Wendigo sends Nightcrawler flying and he slams against the wall of the cabin HQ of he and his friends. Meanwhile, inside the cabin, Wolverine, Vindicator, Shaman, and Snowbird are planning how to find Wendigo and rescue the missing camper and her daughter. The sound of Kurt's unconscious body slamming into their cabin wall makes them aware that the first part of their problem has solved itself and they run out to face the the rampaging monstrosity. The battle is quickly joined, but a resulting forest fire allows Wendigo to escape into the woods. With Vindicator and Shaman left behind to battle the blaze, Wolverine and Snowbird use their powers to track Wendigo back to his den. Wolverine must face the creature alone and send Snowbird back for the others in order to prevent the creature from eating the captured mother and child. In a fierce battle, Wolverine barely manages to briefly overpower Wendigo. When he tries to escape with the rescued hostages, however, Wendigo pounces on him again and swiftly gets the upper hand. All seems lost until his friends arrive. In a fierce melee, Snowbird ultimately defeats Wendigo by transforming into a Wolverine herself. By the story's conclusion, Shaman is able to use his magic to transform Wendigo back to his human form. Snowbird becomes closer to Wolverine after experiencing the bloodlust as a Wolverine. Nightcrawler questions Wolverine's ethics. And in a brief epilogue, the blob escapes prison to join with a new brotherhood of evil mutants.
0: Back to you, Pat. All right. Thank you, Delvin. And thank you, Jason, for that very brief, but yet (laughs) really detailed synopsis. You read Chris Claremont books, you get Chris Claremont
1: synopses. <laughs> synopses.
3: Synopses. Synopses.
0: Please don't correct me. It sickens me. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go ahead and get into some bric a brack on this issue. Is it a first read or a reread? We will go to Jared. Well,
1: as I admitted, (laughs) what was I thinking? (laughs) What was I? (laughs) This was featured on Comics with Normie, so I have read it. It's a reread. I'm basically filling in for Jason.
0: Yes, (sighs) darn it, Elwood Brothers foiled us again. A
1: first read for the cover. I didn't. I didn't didn't (laughs) have the
0: cover. Delvin, his first read or a reread. First read for me, Pat, and it is a first read for me as well. Mm, sad (laughs) rainbow Mm. all right well let's get to some high lows or what does for this issue and let's go to delvin got a high low or what the
2: i got really
0: nothing but highs to say about
2: this book this book was freaking fantastic to me where to start let's go off beat and let's go to some of the members of alpha flight uh, or one of the members in snowbird and snowbird had to make the decision to turn into a white wolverine, yeah. and like, and she knew the risks of doing that. And but, and if it weren't for that, she, you know, like the battle would have been lost. Like they had to do something that was going to completely incapacitate Wendigo, and that happened to do it. And it was very cool because it also like had a great character moment with. Wolverine and Logan of how he could speak to the, her animal side. And then, and, and Claremont and the and this, this shows you the man can write like sometimes I, d- I definitely think he can, over, he over explains overexplains. we talk about that a lot, but like it shows us that he can write because it kind of said like Wolverine just like he, I, I'm not, he's not even sure what words he was saying, but he said these words and like and just bared his soul to Snowbird to get her to come back to who she was. That was a really, really cool moment. And one out of many that were in the book. Uh, so that's a good place for me to stop. But that was a fantastic high
0: uh, for me to read. Definitely, This one was a deeper read, of course. Um, we're reading Claremont, but I think the character development – all around for the characters involved in this one was very interesting to me to read through and just learn more about Alpha Flight and some of these team members that were involved in this one. Again, this was a hefty read, but yet it also was kind of brisk for me as well, too. It had a lot of action that was going on. You had the beginning with Kurt. We find out what was happening, and then we have the other battle with Windigo and, and all the rest of the team that was them trying to, you know, take him down, but take him down in a way that the shaman could help and, you know, help restore the Windigo back to the human form that, that it was. And, you know, kind of get rid of that curse there. Jared, do you got a high, lower? What the, Oh, well, <laughs> I'm glad you asked.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't read it, but if I did, mm-hmm. uh, yes. I feel like Pat, I have so many things I want to say about this book. <laughs> Actually, I can't. Yeah, I it. would like to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I go with the highest of highs and I'll save some of my other stuff for if you give me a burning round. But highest of highs, it's another cheat, just like when Spider Man, the art in this, like the cover is great, but flip over a few pages to when Wendigo attacks Nightcrawler, the big taking, like,
2: breath
1: Yeah, takes <laughs> them through the woods, breaking the trees. Uh, go to page one. With Colossus pulling that tree stump out and flexing those metal muscles, man, that's freaking awesome. (laughs) That's a great drawing. Like, there's like three or four cover-worthy drawings in the story. Byrne and Austin are on top of their game. I I mean, I know I complain a lot about the wordiness of Claremont, and we we all know about it. And sometimes I just... Like, especially when he's, when Wendy goes chasing Nightcrawler through, it's all this thought bubbles and thought bubbles. And I was like, I just wish he would trim that down so we could really enjoy the art more. I don't think we needed as many thought bubbles. But then again, here I am, a jackass on a podcast, questioning the writing choices of a legend. And Delvin's right. Dude can write. And, and I'm totally on board with what Delvin said. I love that moment. That was a character moment. And he nailed it uh with with the uh, songbird yeah. and Wolverine. Uh But I just kind of wish he would. And these big action pieces trim it down so we can enjoy the art more. Uh, nitpick from a book that's, you know, 40-something years old. But going back to where I started, the art in this is uncanny. It's astonishing. It's some other adjective you'd find on an X-Men book. Mm. Well, said. well
0: said. Thank you. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, the artwork in this is just beautiful to look at. And to have that beautiful artwork and all the words that are going on here just mind-blowing to me just to see that how this turned out and you know down years and years and years down the road people are still talking about it people are still reading it just amazing Your you right would about say it? delvin back to you for another high low or what the
2: it's worth mentioning that well, another credit to claremont that the book the last issue ended with Nightcrawler, like, i oh, kind of out of my own business. I'm doing my little reflection on Gene. I'm a little bit sad. And then, like, he is accosted by Wendigo. And it was terrifying. And he chooses to start. like, well, real quick. Like, you'll be, I know what I got you on the hook for. Let's check in with the other X-Men real quick. And he manages to squeeze in some character moments with, mm-hmm. in very few pages, with Colossus, with Angel, Professor X, Storm. Yep kitty pride and stevie hunter um who is uh the her dance trainer which apparently is going to be some i can't remember that's what i'm going to ask too i can't remember but it bothers
0: me yeah i'm like (laughs) what's going on with this girl
2: something's telling like it's if storm has something like like uh, some storms like something's off about her like she's the nicest person in the world but she like some gut feeling. I don't trust her. Storm don't trust her. I don't trust her. <laughs> Let's put it that yeah, way. Yeah. Storm is about the purest heart that you're ever going to find in all of X lore. So there's something going on with Stevie Hunter. I can't remember what it is. So those few characters in like a matter of pages. And then he goes into immediately into the chase with. Uh, Nightcrawler and Wendigo, and that was like, that was very well done to where I'm like, I'm kind of, I'm not even rushing through it because it was good stuff, but I'm like, okay, let's get action, actually get to the action, but he's like, no, nope, no, nope, you need to see this, like, I, got, I, I gotta keep my other characters in line, this is a team book, so let's see, I, out of that, like, so I already mentioned Colossus, Angel, Storm, Kitty Pride, Wolverine, Nightcrawler, okay. Vindicator, Professor X snowbird uh who else shaman shaman that's 10 characters in in, in 20 pages and somehow it wasn't like completely clunky on top of each other that is a fantastic job like i i I am i'm I'm really am blown away by it like he managed and and then blob at the end 11 (laughs) and blob was mentioning someone else who came and sort of gave him the idea to do the thing to break out of prison, and we don't know who that is. So that was so much packed in, and yet it didn't feel like, you know, you were overwhelmed with information Mm -hmm. all at the same time. It was a, I mean, this is the reason why when people look back upon X-Lore and give Claremont the credit that he does, an issue like this is the reason why.
0: I would totally agree. This was again world building uh character building moments in here. It's got me interested to know, you know, that's my what the is. Who's this Stevie? What's going on? Why why does Oreo why does she not like him or like her, you know? What, what what's happening? What, a storm, you know, and then you got, you know, <laughs> I just get out of way. Big Oreo,
2: move Oreo big and Colossus. I'd
0: like a Colossus Oreo. you know they make the this wants me to read ahead and read ahead and as you were kind of going through the story synopsis and and what you said just before delvin about you know where things left off with kirk i'm like yeah i remember that issue i remember it ending off so that tells you something that i am really invested in just knowing you know what happened to the issue before and go, yep, that's where we left off. Here's where we begin again. And it's been a little while since we recorded an Amazing Spider-Man Chronicles, too. So to for me to retain that information, that's some good storytelling. That's yeah, great it right
2: says there. something. It really does. It says, I mean, but it was such a memorable page because I remember mentioning about seeing that page of Wendigo at the end. It's like <laughs> and even Nightcrawler was like, what, what the fuck? <laughs> like, are you kidding me? I, who could blame him? Looks terrifying, just terrifying, and they continued him looking terrifying in this book. And and the other thing, I can't remember whether or not I—I I mean, I know about the legend of the Wendigo now, and I mentioned the movie Antlers that came out last year, and it was talking about Wendigo, and I didn't know that Wendigo had that uh, lore, and it was about like eating like about cannibalism like that's pretty dark stuff right i don't i don't remember whether or not that was mentioned in the mcfarland books or not but like as you we can see back in 1980 they were talking about this stuff um and man like when you (laughs) go like strong as the hulk eats human flesh and oh just oh scary (laughs) like literally scary right
0: yeah yeah and the words that claremont is using just helps describe it too along with the pictures too oh man jerk you got high low or what the
1: oh man yeah you guys are you guys are right though you know i pick on claremont a lot and i do wish he trim his workout a little bit but this didn't feel like homework like some of the other ones i've, I've mm-hmm. given up on yeah. <laughs> you know like i'm done don't put All me right back yeah. in home cry, crystal dude uh <laughs> <laughs> don't don't crystal me bro this was it's still heavy on words, but it didn't feel cumbersome. It, it flowed well. So I will give it that. Mm-hmm. But I got to pick a, mo- a moment in the book that I thought was pretty funny. Aurora, I have a hard time pronouncing it for some reason, chastising Kitty Pride for using her powers obnoxiously in yes. public when she did it herself literally 30 seconds yes. ago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wait, did you just? <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Come on, Storm, be a better role model. And, and and I mean, and I'm sorry, I don't blame that dude. It's, I mean, it's, there's a literal African goddess walking down the street. And he's like, hey, mama, what's up? What's you happening? know who I immediately thought of when he did
1: that? Remember the holler at you guy from the Chappelle show? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, That's like <laughs> <laughs> all I heard in my head was the holler, 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 <laughs> Yes, yes, but I, that kind of gets my what though? Like she's chastising Kitty Pride for something she did thirty seconds earlier, but I guess Kitty Pride wasn't around to see it, so it's, it's okay. Oh, just a, a minor part that made me laugh, both because of holler holler guy and uh, and the hypocritical storm who got away with it. Uh, but yeah, anyway, that's a that's a minor a minor note in a really good broad. Uh, story one of my favorites we've read since we've started folks so you know it's getting at least
0: a two yeah so. <laughs> <laughs> a strong two strong two. <laughs> i had a question and hopefully you guys can answer or maybe the those watching in the live chat can answer for me as well too at the end of this we see the shutting down of alpha flight um that happens after they right, just I've had this great buildup, right so, where does this fall in the Alpha Flight getting their uh, their series? Is it this coming close to it? Is it further away? I think it's around away? this time
1: that Burn wasn't Burn pulling double duty. I don't know. That's I where I think that's I'm kind, of kind, of kind of the whole of wondering. reason that's Alpha Flight I'm, got involved in this was to pump this. up the, yeah. b- but uh, that's going off my memory. Yeah. Someone in the chat might know a lot better than me about when the Alpha Flight book really took off.
2: Just looked it up. Uh, the first volume of alpha flight went from 1983 to
0: 1994. Okay. So the it's on the
1: right.
2: horizon at this point.
0: Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I wasn't sure. And that's what I'm like, okay, are they disbanding them to then, you know, get the mini series or get the series going? Interesting to see, because I, I really started to kind of, you know, feel for these characters. And I think. Interested in learning more about the Alpha Flight team that this is all about. So, and I had a question as we were talking about the holla, holla, holla guy. <laughs> now, have any of you guys been that kind of guy that would just, you know, wear a shirt that's all the way down, you know, unbuttoned like that? And were you that guy growing up, or could you have been? No, no. Been an open shirt <laughs> no. kind of guy. You know what I mean? No, no I'm a uh, Terry Cloth onesie kind of
2: guy myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, even even now, if I have like you know two buttons down,
0: I'm like no, that's two. That I got it. Maybe a one button down. I can't wear way. a V neck either. So yeah, I, can't. I mean this is a V neck, but I gotta have a yeah. T shirt. I can't wear a T shirt V neck. But just wanted interesting. You know, it takes some manliness to you know to do that. And guess I'm not man. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: don't know if uh, you want to be that guy. <laughs> yeah, it,
2: it, it takes a certain type of manliness that you
0: mm, mm.
2: Mm. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I give him credit. Yes. You, you see a woman that gorgeous, shoot the shot. You
0: know,
1: holla holla, holla His technique is maybe called into question, but you know, hey, <laughs> he shot, he, he shoot the shot, he
0: shot the shoot, he shooted the. Let's move on. Yes. Does anybody have any more high lows or what does for this issue? One more. Okay.
2: I've always liked shaman. And I, as much as I clown on Alpha Flight, like I thought Chris Claremont used to, used him very, very um, awesomely. Uh, so I just wanted to add that, like it was really cool how we kind of came in the end and did that séance type thing to remove the spirit of the Wendigo from yeah. the guy to save his life. But he couldn't do it while Wendigo was conscious. They had to. It was a, had to knock him unconscious to get that done. Total team effort, and it displayed everyone's powers. And it was also cool where, I mean, Wendigo at one point grabbed Wolverine and just like slammed them to the ground. I'm like, oh, oh my God. That, just to where they're like, that would have literally killed anyone else. But like Wolverine was able to hold tons of cool moments. But I just, the shaman moment was very, very cool. I like that.
0: Oh, agree too. That was interesting.
1: Yeah, Jared. while we're while we're glowing up, Alpha Flight members, because you know I don't know a lot about them either. I've yeah. dipped toes in here and there, but like yeah. I was impressed with Snowbird. Like you know, let's be honest, in these very early days, you get a lot of female characters that are telepaths and mental powers, and like Snowbird has like these really cool physical powers. Now I haven't figured out you know because she turned into Indian, she basically like the Beast Boy of Marvel Universe, but yeah. to, we've seen her turn into a bird, into a Wolverine, I think a bear. What a cool power set, you know, to have. She's got a lot of potential. That's what I'm trying to say. She's got a lot of cool
0: power potential. I'm wondering, too, and not having read any of the Alpha Flight, does her and Wolverine kind of get together a little bit? Because, you you know, they, with they them talking. Have hints here, but. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it seemed like they had a little connection of just, you know, because he expressed himself. She, you know. Oh, I'm glad you mentioned Wolverine. Because now I do have one more thing I did
1: want to talk about. All right. I was so disappointed in Angel talking to Professor X, I don't know about this Wolverine cat. I'm yeah. like, he's the one that stood up for you when you jacked up the Danger Room <laughs> training last issue. Remember that? He jacked it up and instead yep, of Wolverine yep. being typical Wolverine and giving him a box of crap about it, he was like, don't worry, bro. You're rusty. We've got you covered. You're gonna get better. Like, he was the one who was nice to him and he backstabs him to Professor X. Not cool, that's a, Angel. That's a good point. Useless power happening fast.
0: But- <laughs> Professor X did
1: stand up for Wolverine on that one. He did, he did. And, oh, and that again, cool scene that was planted, He even specifically said something about Wolverine's potential for leadership. Yes, and I was like, man, they are peeking into the future pretty good on this one. Not too
0: bad. Which actually comes around to what Wolverine was saying to Kurt towards the end about you know the the killing and that he had to kill it and you know the sins and all that and. You know, Wolverine just said, you know, I did what I had to do What I was asked to do this. I followed through with what I was asked to do by my superiors. And I didn't, you know, and that I'd only do it if they come at me first or, you know, his leadership of being able to I know, control himself a little bit in that kind of a fight sense. Still a little hot headed, right? But mm. I'm sure we're going to see, the, like you said, the potential of Wolverine becoming more of a leader. And I think that's a lot that has to do with the whole X-Men and and him moving over to the, the X-Men team and seeing Scott as a leader. And, and, you know, now with Oreo as as the leader as well too storm. I can't storm. (laughs) We love you, Pat. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah.
2: Yeah. um, Look what Wolverine is now compared to when we first got him. He was a jerk. He was a Uh jerk. Yeah. He was unlikable. And Claremont has brought him along to where now they're like, no, this this dude has layers, and we're just now starting to see that, and it's really cool. To, it, the development has been awesome. It, it really has been um, over the past few years to where now Wolverine is, you know, now he's just a super popular character. Everyone just used to him having been, you know, kind of a hothead, super popular, a little bit mysterious, you know, knows everyone, but, you know, this is the formation of it, and to see it is very, very cool.
1: Yeah, I, I feel it's really well done, like the Batman Superman relationship where they're kind of at odds, but they learn from each other. They take the good qualities from each other. I see that mm-hmm. here, like with him and Scott. I know I, I talk about Ninja Turtles a lot, but Wolverine is definitely Raphael and Scott is definitely Leonardo. And they need each other to be their best. and And we're we're seeing that play out in, quote unquote, real time. 40 years later but we're yeah. reading it now yeah and, and so uh, yeah good good job Claremont I don't compliment Claremont enough good job Claremont of not only developing him but showing how who Wolverine has surrounded himself with is how he's picking up these traits to be better and and I think that's cool yeah definitely
0: and I just want to give a, a shout out to ciscoid in the chat that he says that he remembers in alpha flight number one um they said that they were now working outside the government control so they were kind of Getting back together just to do their superhero stuff again. So, interesting. I'm going to keep
1: it rolling for Siskoid in the chat, by the way. who says, Snowbird is actually an homage to Nelvana of the Northern Lights, a Canadian superhero who is one of the first female heroines predating Wonder Woman. Similar mm-hmm. origin, and her mother is also called Nelvana. I thought,
2: oh, that's cool. A little history for you in the chat. That is very cool. I, I didn't know any of
0: that Siskoid. Yeah. It was awesome. I love that information. All right. Well, with that. I think we've got enough talk about the comic. Let's go ahead and get into the other segment we have here of who went the extra mile in this issue. And there was many to choose from in this one. Just not Angel. Just not Angel. So, Delvin, who went the extra mile for you? I'll go easy. Wolverine.
2: I I just loved how, I mean, his character is still developing, but it just said a lot where he fought every instinct to be that animal and instead relate it to Snowbird as a human being. And if it weren't for that, they may not have been able to recover Snowbird at the end of it. That was really, really cool and touching. Uh, so I like that. That is that is something that a leader can do. A lot of times, you know, <laughs> a leader, somebody comes in front of them and like in their head, you're like, I, I don't feel like dealing with this person. This person's a pain in my butt. But then like your leadership instinct kicks in and you're like, how am I going to take care of this person? How am I going to make this person better or make this person whole? And that's what Wolverine did. It was really cool.
0: Yeah, definitely. Jared.
1: I'll take
2: the other side of that coin and say snowbird. I already told
0: you I
1: was impressed with her. I'm like, what a cool power set. It's good storytelling. Like like I said, if there's any sort of complaint about old comic books and kind of how they treat girls, there's a lot of (laughs) times they're just kind of sideline characters. She was, I mean oh, she boy. stopped the windigo. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and her power set was, and that raised my eyebrows I was like she's got this power set that's very interesting and just in the short time we got to know her, we saw her mm-hmm. and I'm not so sure about this wovering guy t- from that to this wovering guy might be all right, you know. So we got yeah. to see a little into her personality. Anyway, I like
0: Snowbird. Yeah. I definitely agree with both of you guys, so you've took my one and my two, so I'm going to go with my number 3 choice and that Age. was Kurt. Oh No, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go with Kirk just because he had the the whereabouts to think about when he's getting attacked. He's just like, oh, I got to, you know, use the skills that I know I can do my acrobats and I can do this and all that, you know, just so I'm not getting pummeled by this guy. Uh, I thought that was very good of him to do because, you know, he's he's learning and he, he's, you know, amping himself up to be a better person or just a better fighter yeah, okay. or a thoughtful tactical fighter tactical, let's put yeah. it this:
1: yes. and kudos to claremont once again because part of me was thinking well it's dark and it's the woods and you've got that blending power you True. know why don't you use it but he was smart enough to know wendigo can literally See, sniff yeah, me out yeah. he will sniff me out he can <laughs> you know he's a hunter ain't mm-hmm. gonna work and i was like yeah yeah good good call claremont's he's on fire on this one <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah definitely well speaking about being on fire why don't we find out how fire is he with our rating system on this issue? It's a one through five rating on this one. Five is you loved it. It gave you a ring to swing from. Four, you really liked it. Three, liked it. Two, didn't like it. And one, you hated it. It turned you into a little baby. Let's find out. Delvin, one through five.
2: Very easy five. Like, I'm just in there, like,
0: there's just too many good moments.
2: Great artwork, fantastic story, awesome action, great character development, really good cliffhangers starting that next new adventure with Mm -hmm. the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, which is always a good foe for X-Men from back in uh, issue one days of X-Men lore. So, fantastic issue. It was a five for me. Jared. Is everybody sitting
1: down? (laughs) I think so. I'm going to give this this as my first X-Men five. Ooh! Uh, it, it still a dense read, but didn't feel like homework. Great character developments, made me interested in Alpha Flight characters. Um, <laughs> it had a great cliffhanger ending, and the art was perfect. I'm gonna give it a five. Nice. I'll let you take a minute, and then we'll, we'll yes. continue the show once you've collected <laughs> yourself.
2: Yeah, that, that that deserves a moment of silence. <laughs>
0: oh well, guess what, guys? We are going to get up again on this oh. one. In a- everybody
1: gets I gotta point out Jason keen in the chat he said after I revealed my five he said I'm proud of you I mean Jason is proud of you <laughs> <laughs> so the mystery continues uh, use, Jason yeah. keen the Weasel skull I don't know I don't know I, I know he's I the weasel
2: so. skull I think the facial hair is the throw-off. It's like, yeah, I, I know the Albrecht boys can't grow <laughs> facial hair. So that's,
0: mm. uh-huh. You can always find pictures like that out there.
2: <laughs> Kathy mentions in the chat, like, all
1: the comics, she hasn't read it, so she has to defer. At some point, we're going to get her to crack. She's going to get the uh, Marvel Unlimited <laughs> subscription. And subscription, there you go, Kathy. <laughs> well,
2: I mean, that's a perfect Crusaders Crusaders gift of whoever pulled her name, or at least a volume of a of an X book or something. She's got a few comics, you know, uh, I believe that our
1: friend, uh, the battle wagon gifted Kathy, her very first comic
2: book.
0: All right. Well, with that, that's going to bring us to the end of this part of the show. You got a comment or a question, send us an email at contact at long or make a comment on a Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook page. You can also leave us a voicemail that we may play. Later on in the show, leave us a message at 707 532
1: 5269. That's 707 532 L Box. Pick, up, Pick the up the
0: phone. We're going to be right back.
3: Adolescents, this generation have no respect and are a far cry from my sweet Jane Eyre and her friend Helen Burns. Why, just uh, this afternoon, I was. Stella? Walking across and. and you know what? Men, too. Well.
2: Uh. uh, uh Stella?
3: Dark, men like the tragic Mr. Rochester and teachers, pa! They're all like the villainous Mr. Brocklehurst. Hey, Stella! Uh, yes, Thomas? As much as I enjoy um, indulging your insanity,
0: we have a promo to record.
3: Oh dear, and what might that be? That is you and I telling everyone that we have a brand new podcast out there. It's called Required Reading with Tom and Stella. Once a month, we will take a look at a single work of literature, discuss it, analyze it, and determine if it's worth its place in the canon. Oh, dear, that sounds delightful.
0: Oh, I'm sure it will be. And you can find us on the Two True Freaks Network, which is at twotruefreaks.com.
3: Oh, yes. Required reading with Tom and... Why is it Tom and Stella? Why can't it be Stella and Tom?
0: It rolls off the tongue better? Okay. Well, that was
3: easy. So, required reading with Tom and Stella at TrueFreaks.com.
0: Thanks for contributing to the promo there. You did a great job.
3: Oh, you are so welcome.
2: Welcome back from the break. Now let's get to the feedback part of the show where we share your comments, emails, questions, and shares in a segment called Crusader Comments. We're thrilled to kick off these comments with special shout outs to our Crusaders Club members. These are the fine folks that have joined our crusade. They enjoy early access to special onbox episodes, voting to help determine show content, and so much more. These are the folks reaping the benefits and giving some much appreciated support to the show. And Helica the Wendigo Wolf. Out. Ow.
0: Ow. Elburn Elvis
1: Blast it or stash
0: it Braxton
1: Underwood Captain Entropy Clinton Robeson It's my turn It happens to one of us every episode It was <laughs> me this time <laughs> uh, That means it's Dave Collins You know him as the Battle Wagon Or if you're an old school listener That wizard's just a crazy old man Making a comeback Classic, classic Dave
2: Ezra Gallo Gary V Gene Hendricks Gerald Green, Jason, oh, uh, mm-hmm. Jason Keane. Jason King, I think. Oh, it's Jason Lady. Jeremy L, Jim, Jumper, Jim, Jumper, Jim, Jumper, Jim, Jumper, and I hope you like Jim Jarman too. Joe Thomas, John Watson just got back from his retirement. It's worth mentioning he just retired from the Air Force after a twenty-year career. He is now retired Major John Watson. Congratulations, my friend. Let Josh. 20... Oh, the, uh, yeah. nah, okay <laughs> <laughs> it makes us friends of a person who retired
0: <laughs> josh strickland candace ward kathy bright mvp Ow. mark roth maxwell traver miranda w
2: pd devins paul hicks
0: rick from jeff and rick present rob morgan ryan daly samantha maney
1: sean urbanski spidey 67 spreadsheet Steve cronin
2: tim price tony pennington and last but certainly not least the toronto cop if we missed anyone on our list we apologize keep in mind that we record these episodes well in advance for release so if you're a recent addition We should be adding you soon, but still, no worries. Just let us know that we missed you by sending an email to contact at longboxcrusade.com and we will get it straightened out. I did not even look at the script when I said that. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. As a reminder, you can become a Crusaders Club member by heading over to patreon.com slash longboxcrusade. For as little as $1 a month, you will get access to the amazing world of the Crusaders Club. Please come check it out don't have any extra scratch lying around but still want to help us out here at LBC Headquarters, please take a moment to write a review on Apple Podcasts for this podcast. Even if you just want to keep it short with just our ratings, it helps raise the profile of the show and we will share your review on the next show. For now, y'all, we don't have anything at this time as episode 65 has not been released at the time of this recording. But if you're listening live, we would love for you to hit the like button. If you have not subscribed, we would love for you to hit the subscribe button on YouTube as well. And maybe if you want to take some time to go do an iTunes review, if you have not ever done one before and you have Apple products, please go do so. We would love to get any of that feedback from you because it just helps elevate the profile of the show. And once again, not necessarily in it for the money, we're more into it for the camaraderie and friendship and the money. Did, did I say the money out loud? Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> Ruined the sincerity. <laughs> Thank you to everyone for any like, shares, follows, and comments that you have ever done. We appreciate your friendship and your help in spreading the word about this podcast.
0: And that's the show. Be sure to check out the website, longboxcrusade.com, where posts will be made for journaling this crusade. I want to thank Jared and Delvin for joining me this episode. But before we go, let's find out where the listeners can find us on the Internet. Jared, where can you be found?
1: I am at Yard Sale Artist, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. It's all at Yard Sale Artist. You can check out my wares at www.theyardsaleartist.com.
2: Delvin. You can find me on Twitter at DE underscore RAY1977. And just in case Twitter happens to uh, <laughs> go down in blaze for whatever reason, you can find me on Instagram at Delvin Ray, D E L V I N R A Y. And yeah, come check me out. Pat.
0: Well, Devin, I am glad you asked. You can find me on the Twitter at Christatos01. And if you want to interact with us via live chat and be entered to win some free stuff on our live raffles, like being a part of this live recording that we're doing right now, I mean, right now, someone's going to win. I'm so excited. Are you excited, Jared? Yes. Awesome. I love the enthusiasm. Please join us for our next episode of Doing It live stream on YouTube. It's the second Sunday of every month at around 3.30 p.m. Central Time. Check it out at Longbox Crusade on YouTube. Please subscribe to our channel and click the bell so you will get reminder notification of when we go live. Thank you for listening, and we hope you have enjoyed this episode of Amazing Spider-Man Chronicles. You got a comment or a question? Email us at contact at lawnboxcrusade.com or leave a comment on the longbox Crusade Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter pages, all at Lawnbox Crusade. Until next time, take care and please join us on the next episode as we continue on the crusade to read the are
1: Oreo. <laughs> Oreo. <laughs> all right.
0: The intro music is provided by
1: musical genius Joe November. Check out his SoundCloud at J-O-S-E-F-L-I-N-9-9. You won't regret it.
0: All songs, song clips, and characters discussed are copyright of their respective copyright holders, and no infringement is intended. We are just fans that like to
2: share our love of comics.
1: Outtakes! Last night was incredible. As you can tell, I yelled my head off. My voice is, is sexy Jared voice. Oh, this is Matt Penfield. Welcome to 120 Minutes. Is it 120 Minutes? Is that right? Yes! Said, it was a late night last night, cold in the stadium. Yelled my head off. My football team won, it was a great time.
0: How, how cold was it?
1: Uh, it, are you setting me up for like a joke? No, I'm just, like, I'm how just cold asking, you, was it?
0: How cold was it?
1: Uh, like, it wasn't Wisconsin cold pack, okay? It was oh, like man. 40, but look. breezy. Oh, look, I,
2: I saw it and was like, It's cold, Wisconsin. That's like, that's <laughs> <possibly. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> out mowing his lawn and his shorts, like. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: He's listening to Bobby McFerrin tunes mowing his lawn. is <laughs> <laughs> a little song guy, bro. <laughs> I am enjoying uh, Milo's goals. Southern Sweet Tea. This is the sugar-free mm-hmm. version. Okay, Everybody goes to Mm-hmm. Milo's My, I went to Milo's I had Milo's for lunch
0: on Friday uh, I went to Milo's talker, we'd love them to yeah. be I went to Milo's before too and I got some lumber I also was looking for some other stuff I think that's just Lowe's oh, you say, no, you're no. saying Milo's I get it yeah <laughs> clever yeah <laughs>
2: Somewhat. It's been two weeks, y'all. I I had a lot of, you know, um,
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're (laughs) You're you're zanying
2: this guy Yeah, jokes jokes and bits. (laughs) uh,
0: (laughs) She's Delvin driving in his car, just like, yeah, when you come, when you go? (laughs) Am I right? Bits and bits. (laughs) (laughs) Trash can. Am I right? No, nobody said anything. (laughs) Of course. Trash can's
2: always the right answer.
0: (laughs) Yeah, of course it is. Editor was Alan Migram. A Milgram. There he is. Oh, I'm sorry, Siri. I'm not talking to you right now. (laughs) What can (laughs) Siri? That's
1: right, Pat. We're gonna have to hide you. I
0: guess that's fine. I like the way you're popping out. I'm trying to pop out, but I can't. All right, that is a lot of paragraphs.
2: It's, I'm, I'm sure it's fine. you
0: remember when Jason would say, yeah, you know, I used to have long ones and then I started getting good at Right? He figured
1: because
2: he wasn't
0: here, he would get away with it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> He's going to hear this and roll his eyes like, you guys, you never give me a break. And it's, like, it's, it's true, we, we don't, but we love them.
1: All right. Because you know, if you're Crusaders Club member, you don't even have to be present to win. No. You just automatically get entered for a special prize for every live stream. It's just one
0: of the many benefits. All that access you get. Um I
1: think you get like eighty-six percent of the access. No, No, Jerry, you're wrong. You're wrong. Oh. You
0: you didn't know that? Oh. Is is it more than eighty? It is more than eighty. Oh, is it all the access? It is Uh, it's all the access and then some. So while we're waiting, as you said you had a little bit well, I guess I won't say anything anymore. I just it (laughs) really ruined the joke I was getting to. Oh, I was gonna say, what did the janitor say when he came out of the the closet? Hmm. Supplies. Supplies. I ruined yeah. I'm bad. I'm not good.